hear me? Very good. Can you hear me? I can, yes. Hey, how you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing fine. It's nice to hear lovely insects. <laughs> well, thank you. What has you been up to? Because I, I see you've been a busy lady. Any good shoots? What's been going on? So I'm actually taking this month just kind of as a chill month. Um, I didn't book any shoots. I'm just kind of playing catch up, uh, doing some behind the scenes work that fans don't necessarily ever, <coughs> excuse me, ever get to see or know about and just kind of working my way for getting ready to start shooting again in March. Okay. It's not really... Sorry, what was that? You broke up a little bit. <laughs> no, I'm sorry about that. I said, basically, prep things to go out. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, doing some editing, doing some marketing, getting some content ready to go out on all of my sites. Um, yeah, just kind of spending the month getting ready. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure that you have filmed the stoppage please to tell the people how much work editing and and all editing also making uh you might have good stuff yeah so i tend to shoot a lot of complicated things to be honest um and so i spend a lot of time editing um, especially with my hardcore scenes, my fetish content, it's very easy because I set up a tripod, I start it, stop it, and I try really hard not to need to cut it all. But in my hardcore scenes, like, I don't have that much control because it's not just me doing everything. And so I have to pay attention to things like, okay, did someone say, hey, pause for just a second, I need to catch my breath. And there's a lot more paying attention. And like you said, adding watermarks, making trailers, making GIFs. I have to make trailers that are differing lengths for differing sites. You know, Minifeds wants a 30-second preview, whereas I can't monetize on X videos unless a video is longer than five minutes. And so it's, it's a lot of previews, a lot of GIF making, a lot of... DVD cover makings because you know I, I post on, or I post my content on VOD sites like Adult Empire and Hot Movies, and it's a lot of work and it's just me, and so one hardcore scene may take up to ten hours of work. <laughs> so true, because just, I mean, you know. <clears throat> because even with like even though I'm retired, I have so much content. And a lot of it, and a lot of it is out there. You reintroducing it, um, like I, I have like actual trailer trailers where you have the skit and, and, the, and you know, what I'm saying the highlights of the scene. Then you have a little two minute trailer, which just might be might be a position that she's doing, or this, that, and the third. It's kind of like people must understand it's like movies, like the way they market movies. They give you different trailers to remind you when it's supposed to be dropping. And then, of course, yeah. the final trailer, when it does drop. And then, of course, trailers after that to remind you that it's out. You exactly. know, <laughs> And then I'm going to tell you what's funny. With podcasts, I didn't realize it was, you know what I'm saying? I knew I had to do maybe some editing. You know, I have <laughs> a point. It's like, jeez. I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of work behind the scenes to have good quality content. And be able to make a living off of it. You know, this is my only job. Prior to the pandemic, I worked a vanilla career. But now this is my only job. And I spend a lot of time doing a lot more work. And granted, my income has increased a lot since before the pandemic. But I spend a lot of time doing all the things that nobody really thinks about unless they're industry. Nobody thinks about making trailers. Nobody yeah. thinks about cutting a scene to make sure that everything is just right you know i spent like three hours yesterday just making sure that i had good audio quality in a scene three mm -hmm. hours for mm -hmm. audio quality 
But let me do these particulars real quick. <laughs> it's because I, this is a female that understands the technical. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do this. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Smokers Lounge here on A. We shine this podcast career. We got this going to or down on. I'm your host, Kat. I'm AK the point. I know what it is. Find all my links. All my links. Doc. One rap. Wonderful sponsors. In the Facebook and the LS community. Also, one of the out in the game right now, eroticismmagazine.com. Get a paperback, deliver it to you, or monthly subscription. Last and not but least, excitebunny.com. Triple X and enjoy all that. This is a new site for you to check out the people and for your content creator. 50% profit. Available. Go to excitebunny.com and wherever you creating or you enjoy and we're probably with the GW district work to my that's giving you the black experience plus go to district.com and some over retailers and shops and the last thing I got to tell you is I knew I knew anymore because it's just but it's a go to I'm Hawk after dark. Go to today and have a go to to my catching on the radio. So go to Skyhawk after dark and catch that smoke. It's returning sexy, becoming legendary woman. Introduce herself. <laughs> well, thank you, Bobby. My name is Sydney Screams, and I am a BBW plus size performer based out of Las Vegas. I've been making fetish content mm-hmm. and hardcore content for about 14 years now. And it's a lot of fun and a lot of work. <laughs> now, let's get to the work side of it. What program? I use Final Cut Pro for cutting videos um, as well as some sound editing. Um, sometimes I have to outsource my sound editing if it's beyond my capabilities. Um, but mm-hmm. I use Final Cut Pro, and then for photo editing, I use Adobe Photoshop. Shoot, realize when you when you record a video, the audio is is even behind. No, it's actually it's going to be behind. No, yeah, behind. So it's looking like it's a Chinese kung fu flick, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying to look like I'm like dubbing in my own voice in my scene. Please suck my cock. You know what I'm saying? She's going right. The movie. If you ain't got the edit audio, that's what like what the scene. And he sent it to me. I remember one but tip. Uh, yeah, I call it waiting. But um, in the way she's supposed to be get married, it's like an hour before she's supposed to go out. Well, up her egg, and we in the fuck. And the audio. So this um, and um, to be able to move the. Hey, trust me, it meticulous do that shit because yeah, like, it it means just to get the dangle. <laughs> I was so happy with that. I'm mad because I lost version. version. I ain't got no software to replicate it. It's something that they don't. That's what's sad is the song was the one with the audio messed up on many videos. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> like, y'all Bruce Lee. I got you. I got you. But yeah, but uh, how many times you run into that? So 
luckily for me, I don't run into that too much because I have an on-camera microphone. If I was using a like separate microphone that wasn't connected to my camera, I would probably run into that a lot more because I am really bad at that, at being like that meticulous with aligning audio and video. And so for me, I try really hard not to have to do that. <laughs> Um, but I do sometimes shoot with multiple cameras, like on a tripod and it's really difficult because I'm trying to make sure that like, they're not getting repeating thing, repeating words, just different yeah. cameras because I don't want people to feel cheated or anything, or like they're paying for something and then seeing it just the same thing from two different angles, you know? Um, and so it, it's difficult because, like, I'm edi editing a scene for Valentine's mm. Day, and we shot it with two different cameras, two different angles, and one camera, the sound is a little quieter, it's a little bit harder to, like, pick up all of the little audio nuances, and I'm trying to align everything with this multicam footage that I've got to make mm. it so it all sounds uniform, it looks good, it flows good, I've got good angles, you know, all of that, and... Mm people don't even realize that that's a thing that we worry about that we pay attention yeah. to. And, you know, I, I do admin work for other performers from time to time and mm. not at all to sound like a diva or anything, but some people have really shitty audio and it drives me crazy because I'm over here like, I'm not even an audiophile. I just, I appreciate when it's got good sound quality and there are so many people out there who have just absolutely shitty sound quality. And that bothers me. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I can't imagine. Oh, no, no, no. You, you ain't wrong for that. Wrong for that. Because, <laughs> um, because the air makes a whole yeah. a lot of times. Um, but <clears throat> you setting. Yeah. Because I that you might have like I tell some if you ain't swimming and that's like or whether you had air condition. Because what ended up happening is you can be like yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just, it, it's not gonna mix well. No. Because people are gonna want to hear they want to hear the interaction. Like back in the 80s, it's behind, no, we don't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that cheesy point music wouldn't anymore. <laughs> you know, it, so yeah. It, it's really hard because like, I'm I'm here in Vegas, right? And so in the summer, it is so hot that like, I can't turn off my air conditioning. But if I don't turn it off, then I've got it in the background of my videos. And that just sounds terrible. And for me, I'm not talented enough. I don't think most people are talented enough to pull the sound of air conditioning and still keep voices authentic to the actual sound of someone's voice. Oh, is that even possible? It, it is. Like, when you try to take out that constant hum of an air conditioner running... It just makes everyone's voice sound like they're talking into a tin can. And, like, it's not that there's an echo. It just sounds robotic to me. And yeah. I'm not a robot. I'm a fucking human being. I've got... I breathe. I blink. I have emotions. I have this gorgeous, gorgeous soft body, you know? I don't mm -hmm. sound like a fucking robot. I don't want to sound like a robot. But if I don't fix my sound, if I don't turn off my air conditioning, then I sound like a goddamn robot, and I don't want that. Yes, we're getting pounded. Exactly. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear robot moans. <laughs> because it, it, it can be screen when you it's okay. Out. <laughs> It all the time, it felt good, you know. Like I said, I mean, um, even when with the engine that I used to do, boy, guy might pop, 
and if we get it back up, shoot for, let's say, another 10, 15, 20 minutes, moving the cum shot perfectly to the end. You get what I'm saying? To where it really matches up. You know, I had yeah. to do that a lot. And two, also, I got to give you I got to give you you work with two tripod cameras with one moving camera. I was good. <laughs> <laughs> Not all because of my are tripoded. I do, I do tend to prefer to have a camera person. However, yeah. like the other day, it was just me and my partner shooting this scene yeah. for Valentine's Day. And like we planned it so last minute that we were like, you know what? We don't even have time to ask if anyone's available to run camera. Let's mm-hmm. just fucking shoot this damn thing. And so generally, I would prefer to have a camera person. But in a pinch, mm-hmm. multiple cameras on multiple tripods will do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Because even just point start doing stuff towards the end of my like if cameraman straight yeah. on that if she rode like for example like be so much I'd be like pillow to be like right underneath the pillow right above my head where you can't see, you can see everything she's doing reverse cowgirl forward you know to me just like I didn't mean, I remember my name Brian uh, Dragford part scenes back in the day. Because yeah. I mean he acted about the shit. Fun. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> Damn the norm. So I always did and even with me, I just kept to where it was just on her like with a angle. You know, an up angle, down angle. You know what I'm saying? To make it, make it interesting. With tripod shit, it's kind of like with you. You got to sit here and fit two different scenes, which is the same scene to one scene. I salute yep. you. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the thing. It's like, I'm trying still... I'm trying still to get as many angles as possible. And so what ended up being, mm-hmm. I think, a 27-minute scene... There's a lot of camera cuts because <laughs> yeah, it, it, it cut out. So that's that's oh, the okay. reason why. So, but anyway, but yeah. okay, finish what you were saying. I'm sorry. Oh no, you're fine. Um, I am like super <laughs> meticulous when even when I shoot with tripods because. I want to catch the good stuff that people want from porn, the penetration mm-hmm. shots, the good blowjob shots, the good pussy eating shots, all of that matters mm-hmm. to me. And so even with two tripods, I, I think we cut at least half a dozen times to create a 27 minute scene just because we wanted to make sure that we were getting the good angles that both of us were in shot that faces mm-hmm. were visible or, you know, penetration was visible, all of those things. And so even with a tripod, like, I don't just stick it in a corner and call it a day. I'm trying to get as many angles in different ways, the same way someone would if they were hand-holding a camera. But it's a lot Mm. harder with a tripod because you kind of have to, like, know exactly where you need to be or else you end up with a lot of this, like, dead space in the shot. And to me, I, I really hate dead space like it's not being used there's not a body in it and mm-hmm. it's just one of my personal pet peeves with porn is when there's mm-hmm. too much empty space that is not like you could show me something better show me a close-up show me yeah. you know something juicy and good and so it's really hard to still achieve all of that with a tripod yeah, because um the, the thing about it is that <clears throat> What we always talked about is the preparation of a scene. Because, yeah. like, you small. How the scene is going to be where I want to position the lights, where I want the camera, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, period. It's kind of like, it's kind of like that Sherlock Holmes shit. <laughs> where you see what. You're like, yeah, he's going to eat the pussy right there. And then we're going to go to the chair. And then I'm going to ride a stick on the chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
encounter. I'm just putting my tits all in his face. And you know what I'm saying? You know, period. How much how do that when how much prep do you really and tell everybody a lot. A lot. So the other day it was my partner and I and her and I, like, we know each other. We Mm-hmm. Sometimes we're we're not always the best at communicating as clearly as we want because we we were having an argument while filming and we were both arguing for the exact <laughs> same thing and it was just like we were commuting hitting on two different wavelengths and so we like went into a different room to demonstrate the issues that we were both foreseeing and it was like honestly it took us 3 maybe 4 hours because we're tripoding, it's just the two of us, you know, I had to go through and decorate the room to make sure it was prepped and ready, you know, mm. for that, that one scene, less than 30 minutes, I would say mm. that by the time that goes live, it's probably going to have been two to three days worth of work for 27 yeah. minutes. <laughs> yeah. And I when I say two to three days worth of work, I'm working from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. five days a week, sometimes six days a week. And so mm-hmm. all of that for one scene. And I'm releasing one partnered scene per week every single week for over a year now. Like mm-hmm. it's a lot of fucking work and people don't realize that. And for me, like I, I've shot fetish for so long that trying to conquer shooting hardcore is like a completely different game because there is so much more of a time investment that Mm. is required. And I had no idea in 2019 or sorry, 2020 when I was like, all right, I'm going to start doing self-produced hardcore content. You know, I had Mm. no idea. And then here I am. And I, I know that I don't even put in as much work as some of my peers and I'm just like, See, I'm going to tell, tell, tell you what's funny, right? That's why it's like, to me, I know men, we look at y'all when y'all do solos. We just hate y'all. <laughs> <laughs> we hate y'all. Because what you just said, yeah. Because first you got to find the person. Then, of course, you got to account for two. The more people you add, you got to account for Because a game is a fucking... I've seen some show, and I've seen some game. You know, and the prep anything you gotta do is, in my opinion, like when you're shot once a month. So I, I, you know, what I'm saying, but I put the same type of hotels. So I imagine what it was, be, you know, yeah. How much time frame goes into to you know? And, and I'm talking. That's where the prep began. Two today. Time between that. Gosh. So, hmm, that one's hard because sometimes if I've worked with someone before, I have a good idea of how they work, and so. Like my friend Will, he and I have shot together numerous times and I can expect him to show up on set, be ready to go, take my direction, and we get things done in less than an hour and a half. But I have other people where I've literally been on set for four to five hours just trying to get one scene done because they're not that efficient or they're having dick problems or we're doing all of this extra stuff and it's just, it's a lot of work. And so for me, it all depends yeah. on the person I'm working with. You know, if I'm working with a cis woman, for example, cis women, we're fucking so easy to work with because we don't have to get hard. We don't have to have a, a cum shot. We can just be like, all right, so we're going to eat each other's pussies in these positions. We're going to strap on, fuck each other in these positions cool let's fucking do it and maybe there's one cut if we have to put on a strap on whoopty fucking do you know yeah <laughs> but I'm... on the flip side i i also shoot a lot of really complicated scenes because i like things that are visually entertaining that also are mm-hmm. mentally stimulating and so True. like i i've been planning a shoot with one of my friends who's coming to town next month 
and I'm trying to build a set and I'm like, I'm not a set builder. I, I haven't built sets since I was in high school working for the theater company. And I'm over here trying to turn one of my bedrooms into a <laughs> heavenly scene. And I'm like, this is taking for fucking ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of work, a whole lot yeah. of work. And the more complicated the scenario, the more work right. I end up putting in. And yeah. I just really like scenarios. So I tend to put a lot more in than people who are just yeah. shooting like Gonzo style. I hated doing Gonzo style. Like even when, <clears throat> like when I brought girls here, we shot for a weekend. And we didn't even do Gonzo style with the POV so much. It might be like one POV like that. Another one would be more of a fan type situation or, you know, the POV Uber driver type shit or something of that nature. And then, of course, when I hook up with my cameraman, it's, I told him, we doing nothing but role playing scenes. One girl like, well, why? Because I was like, if straight fuck scenes can become boring. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because you have, yeah, because psychologically, if you have a lead up to the fucking scene, it's gonna make you watch the scene. Yes. Fuck. And like yeah. I I I'm a very cheesy, corny person. If you ever meet mm-hmm. me in real life, like I'm just a weirdo. And so for me, <laughs> I'm out here making like weird porn because it's the kind of porn I would want to watch. It's heavily yeah. story based. Um, mm-hmm. Throughout the scene, the story is constantly referenced because, mm-hmm. to me, a story is very important. That's the kind of porn I like to watch. And mm-hmm. so I'm out here trying to make porn that I like to watch when I yeah. am, like, I would want to watch my own scenes. I don't because I find that really weird to get off to. But, like, mm-hmm. I wish more people would make scenes the way I make scenes with heavy storylines, yeah. with people that are actually at least trying to act. You know, yeah. I don't care if it's cheesy acting. I don't care if it's bad acting. But I want to see people act because to me that helps tell the story. It stimulates my mind. And like, especially for me, like if my mind's not stimulated, I'm not there. I'm not present. I'm not interested. And that goes in my personal sex life too. Like if someone can't Mm -hmm. stimulate my mind, I don't get turned on. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm I'm sorry. To me, the bet, the Exactly. It's about it's about talking because it, I tell anybody this: if you can't turn me on with a conversation, why are we talking? Yep. <laughs> because because you because if, because I'm gonna look at it as you're born. If you're born with conversation, you're gonna be born in the bedroom. Why even waste my time? I, I really <laughs> like that thought, but I know some really boring people who have been incredible <laughs> in bed. And I'm just like, where did this come from? I don't understand. <laughs> I guess they figured, you know, since I'm boring everywhere else, I could be amazing in this right here. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> well, my man said, a broken clock is right twice a day. There's always exceptions to the rule. Always. <laughs> always. But yeah, but I mean, it, but to me, I just think that that's part of what makes a porn star a porn star versus what we now consider the content creator. You feel what I'm saying? Because yeah. those thought processes, you know, period. Don't get it twisted. I've seen some air quotes content creators that have done some porn shit and they need, they need to go, they just need to stop up the game a little bit, just a little bit, and go ahead and accept where they're heading. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, to me, I've been said this for the longest, no matter what era hits, it always come back to us. Because people are going to get they get tired of straight fucks and they get tired of the six minutes and they get tired of the usual I'm your boyfriend and I'm getting ahead because I'm watching the game and drinking the beer. They want something that they can get into. They exactly. want a story. You know, period. Because because even when people masturbate, they do imagine a scenario that leads up to what they who they're masturbating about. Exactly. And if you can help them get into that mindset, it does so much. Like I don't know. So I I really like massage scenes. And I, they're not good sellers for me. But I think that massage scenes are just, like, the easiest way to stimulate my mm. brain. Like, 
I love the idea of someone giving me a massage. I'm face down. They like start rubbing my legs. They move their hands up and, you know, it, it flows into that kind of, uh, oh, I'm surprised that you're doing this, but I really like it, you know? <laughs> and like, it's just such an easy, easy scenario. And yet so many people just, to me, they just, I don't know. I have a really hard time finding porn that really stimulates me the way I want it to. And so I, <laughs> I very rarely find massage scene porn that does just that, where it is people acting surprised, people that are turned on by the scenario, people that are turned on by basically having their body worshipped, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm a goddamn goddess. I want my body worshipped. I want to be touched. I want to be appreciated. And so for me, a massage scene is like perfect because I'm be- being worshipped. I'm being touched. And yeah. that's not even that weird of a scenario to me. Like, it's very vanilla. And then on the flip side, like, I shot a scene in my bathtub that involved fake sharks and having a shark attack. And, like, I don't know. I was a lifeguard in my bathtub. And if but that shit can't... fails, though. I'm just saying. <laughs> it fails. Yeah. It might sound corny to people, but it do sell. You'd be surprised what the fuck we can film would, would actually sell people. Exactly. And, like, some of it really is a scenario. You know, my girlfriend shoots for a trans company that they deal with, like, physics and time travel and, like, all this yeah. other stuff. And, like... I think it sounds really weird and, and strange, but sh- my partner loves it. They're the people that I mean, are buying it. If you, pull it, right, it's hot, it. If you like, pull it off right, it's hot too. And depending upon the era. Like exactly. me, like me, I I would always do like the nineteen twenties or the nineteen seventies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Because I just love their the clothing, the lingo, the style, all that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, and stuff. And speaking of massage scenes, I've done a couple of them. And it, I tell anyone the kids, you got to actually look like you're authentically giving her a massage. Like, it, it's different between you just rubbing on her like you're horny versus a massage. So exactly. I used to give them an actual <laughs> massage. Like, even to the point that I massage the toes and everything. And the camera used to catch that. But what they don't realize is foot fetish. Oh, yeah. If someone sucks my toes during a scene, like, instantly one of my favorite scenes. I love having my toes sucked while someone is penetrating me. It's an incredible sensation that so many people don't even realize, like, there are nerve endings on nerve endings on nerve Uh, endings in the soles of your feet and the toes of your feet. And, like... I want to be stimulated from head to toe. And so you get my brain working, you get the rest of me working, you start sucking my toes or even just giving me a foot massage. Like Mm -hmm. that is going to make good sex for me, (laughs) whether it's off camera or on camera, like play with it a little (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So fellas, you heard it. When you're hitting it missionary, suck on the toes. Fuck it. Missionary mating press any position like i had someone who literally he didn't tell me that he had a foot fetish and we were Mm. filming together and he held my feet the entire time and so afterwards i'm like yo do you have a foot fetish bro and he was like yeah (laughs) why didn't you like suck my toes (laughs) i i think that have a semi foot fetish because i don't know if i could claim it but I know during scenes, I have sucked on toes. Of course, I love heels. And then, of course, like, one of the things that I do like is when a girl barefooted. And my fans actually noticed it. And they they wanted me to do it more in scenes where she put her feet pressed against my nipples with her toes between the nipples. You know, when she I, getting hit missionary. I never thought to do that until somewhat and the recently. the visual is hot now. Understand, especially from the upward angle. Or from the angle to where it's coming from, I can see you and I can see him and your feet. I'm going to have to keep that in mind. (laughs) 
Right, my fans is like, yo, that shit hot, man. You need to do that again. You know what I'm saying? One fan was like, one fan bought it. He said, because I like a girl when I'm hitting it, she rubbing her, her toes on my nipples. I said, I said well, like, a lot I, of guys are afraid to have their nipples stimulated. And so, right, like, I, I think nipple stimulation <laughs> is really, really hot, whether it's on a man or a woman or a non binary person. Like, if you like nipple stimulation, fucking own it and let me play with your goddamn nipples. Like, come on. <laughs> Whether it's yeah, my I, feet, I, my I fingers, my tongue, I want to play with, I want to appreciate my partner's body. And if that's what they like, I want to give them what they like. Yeah. And see, that goes what back to sensualness. Yeah. See, and, and, and I'm starting to see a lot more of that coming back within porn now. Because it was lost for about a year and a half or two. You know, I feel like the porn industry really took this turn into really rough porn. And, like, that's great if people are into that. But then the pandemic hit. And I feel like people really started to need this extra intimacy that maybe they had in their real life. Maybe they didn't have in their real life. But in porn, when we portray that intimacy we connect with our viewers. And so I've noticed that some of my more sensual scenes are just as good of sellers as some of my more intense or rougher scenes. And I think it's largely because people are craving intimacy. People are craving that sensual kind of love that comes from people that have real chemistry. And like, I can fake chemistry to an extent, Mm -hmm. but I think that fans know when, like, I'm obviously very attracted to my partner. She's my girlfriend. And so mm. people love the porn that her and I create together because mm. there's actual intimacy there. Even yeah. if I'm being rough with her, even mm. if the scene is something that we don't n- normally do in our own off-camera sex life. Like, yeah. people like to see the intimacy of her and I together because our chemistry is just... You know, it's really good chemistry. Whereas mm-hmm. someone who I don't have chemistry with, like, I don't know, I feel like my fans can tell. Yeah, yeah because to me, like, one of the things, and, and it was just a pet, it, it, not a pet peeve, I ain't gonna say a pet peeve, <laughs> but I hate when girls that I work with didn't kiss. And the reason why, not be, not because I'm a kiss or I, I like to kiss, that's not it. It's, I know what a kiss can do to a scene visually. Yes. A good kiss while he's hitting the missionary. Good, She's sucking him off. He stops her, looks at her like, damn it, and then give her a good-ass sloppy kiss and then then shoves the cock back in the mouth. That shit looks good, and it stimulates the person that watches it. Yes. It turns them on more, you know, period. Versus, you know, they don't never kiss during the fucking scene. Oh, and then, you know, so they don't never kiss during the scene. And it's just more of a fuck. So it loses the centralness. Yeah. No matter how, you know what I'm saying? Because even in, I hate to say it, real life, even in the random sex act, motherfuckers kiss. Yes. I'm a big kisser. Kissing is probably the most physical thing that someone can do to me without like stimulating my brain. If someone is a good kisser, that will turn me on. Mm. More than like if someone touches my body in another way. Like if you just kiss me, and give me those like real passionate kisses, that turns me on. And I don't need yeah. much else. Or if someone stimulates my brain, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. But in scenes, you know, not everyone wants to kiss on camera. And for me, I'm like, Ugh. to me, a kiss makes or breaks a scene. Like, yeah. huh, I don't know. I, I understand what you're saying because I, yeah. I love a good on camera kiss. I think. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's because, like, even when I see, like, <clears throat> like some of the male talents now, Armistice and and Billy, I saw one kiss where the girl had him pressed against the wall and and they kissed. You know what I'm saying? And, and it it looked hot. It looked even the picture looked hot. Yes. You feel what I'm saying? You know, period. Because the key is energy, and people don't understand the right energy that comes off of that scene is going to be to tell whether it's going to sell well or not. Yes. A the little kiss. subtleties make Oof. the difference. 
a good kiss <laughs> just goes a really long way. And like, yeah, ugh, people don't understand. Like, I don't know. I, I shoot with a lot of people that like kissing mm-hmm. and I shoot with a lot of people who don't like kissing. And I think well, my best shot with selling... me, we would be kissing. Say what? <laughs> if you shot with me, we would be kissing because <laughs> damn it, if I have a scenario where you, if I have a scenario where, yeah, you my girlfriend, uh, no, no, you better damn kiss. They ain't gonna make they ain't gonna make sense. Exactly. It I don't know. I just I know that there are a lot of people out there, like swingers, in my experience, swingers don't kiss outside their relationship. And that doesn't apply to all swingers, of course, but mm-hmm. a lot of the swingers that I have encountered don't kiss outside of their relationship. And it mm-hmm. is so intimate. And, like, I get it, but at the same time, I just want to kiss everybody. And if I can't kiss mm-hmm. someone during the scene, to me, it just it pulls me out of the scene because I can't connect mm-hmm. to this person in this way. And a good kiss will literally make a good scene. It'll it'll make a scene better. It'll make a scene great. Whereas like no kissing, ah, that's cool. But like, what if there was kissing? <laughs> because to me, it just it. Exactly. Especially as 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 a former actor myself, she was. I guess. Oh, I did every position twice. <laughs> <laughs> she forty five minutes. <laughs> to me, I guess part of like a good kiss is it makes the scene more real, and I yeah. think we as porn stars have this awkward burden of realism that I don't think we really need to have the burden of but at the mm-hmm. on the flip side like if we are kissing we are creating this level of realism within our porn because we are showing something that people do in their everyday lives with their partners their loved ones their their spouses and so it makes it more realistic for people even when the scene yeah. is something completely outlandish like I'm a lifeguard in a bathtub. There is still kissing, and so it still brings people in in a way that makes them feel good. That makes them feel like, okay, these two adults are consenting. They're kissing. They're they're really into each other because we can see this intimate moment of them kissing. And like, I don't know about you. I don't kiss people I'm not attracted to, but like, my job is also to do that. <laughs> Yeah, actually, because because people must forget <clears throat> before there was the word porn star, they were called porn actors. Yeah. Keyword actor. You feel what I'm coming from? Yeah. Even think about how many actresses have to do a lovemaking scene. And now they the lovemaking scene is damn near no different than what she's doing. The only difference is they're not penetrating. Yeah. Because I've seen a couple of movies. Hey, I've seen some soap operas where I'm like, damn, well, y'all Playboy today. <laughs> <laughs> y'all Playboy today. Shit. Yeah, y'all Bible just because you know, Playboy, they show tits and all that. It's funny how the movies that became Playboy now. Cause it used to be the movies that did the love scenes kiss and then just fade to black and then they come back smoking the cigarette. Yeah. Now and Playboy was they do the do. You don't see the penetration. You see the girl head motion. You don't see the dick in the mouth. You know what I'm saying? And they fade. You don't never see a pop shot. Now it's Playboy stuff and then move the actual TV out of this piece, damn near. I mean, with TV and movies. So it's like we are actors. No different than what Holly Berry is. And a lot of people are like, Holly Berry, n- yes, no different. We actually have to act a role. We have to play a part. We have to wear a mask. Exactly. And another thing going off the acting part is many, many porn performers are not, we don't have acting classes. We don't have no. improv classes. But porn stars are more, we know how to improv. It It comes with the job. And not everyone is great at it. And, you know, sometimes mm. we all miss a beat or something but like Halle Berry how good is she at improving? like could she just be witty on the spot the same way that a porn star is I don't know I don't know Halle Berry but people seem to forget that we do act and some of our acting is really cheesy and corny 
and some of it is completely improv and so even when we are acting you're still getting the human behind the role I improv a lot in my scenes because you know I'm really I have a really shitty memory and so if someone asks me to remember a specific line I'm probably not gonna remember it but I can improv it (laughs) me diva everything was improv I just gave her bullet points that was it I want you to be you (laughs) I want you to play this and hit this that's it (laughs) because yeah because we have to be good actors because otherwise our scenes lack the realism that people want from their porn yeah yeah because I like I said, even to a, I did a rape play scene, and she told me she's like, no, 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 I want you to be rough with me. She said, I want to be authentic, and that what people gotta understand about authentic, uh, authentic, because you understand when this world, you gotta be authentic when it comes to that, especially certain fashions, especially BDSM. Yeah, you know, period. So that's why I tell people never uh, the biggest mistake I think this era makes is they underestimate the intelligence of the average porn fan. And porn the better your, smart. <laughs> yeah. Because the better your porn is, the more it's going to sell. And when you say cheesy, well, I hate to say it, we would always be cheesy. Exactly. <laughs> that actually, they'd never be great, but that won't the point. You know, it, it, the whole purpose was to make to soften you up for the fuck scene, because that's when it gets serious. It's kind of like the it's like comedy. Porn, the fucking was the straight man. Cause there's nothing it, it, there ain't no comedy in it. You know about it. The skit was the comedian. Because you're gonna laugh at the skit, you're gonna remember how cheesy it is, but the point is you're gonna remember that skit, which yeah. in turn gonna make you remember the whole scene. Because yeah. I never forget when I look like I tell people go back and look at the porn in the eighties, and look at the time of the fucking how long they went fucking. I guarantee you would not find one before night that was twenty minutes long. Most absent, but the scene itself was thirty because the setup was so good that you thought they fucked for forty minutes. and that's where the acting comes in that's where the chemistry comes in and like people I have this this idea of porn consumers where they particularly certain kinds of porn consumers but there's this Mm. burden of realism that gets put on porn and if people really wanted realism they would just fuck their spouses and call it a day mm-hmm. but like in porn if I don't feel like fucking it doesn't matter because I have a job to do and so I'm gonna try to make that job as fun as I can and so a scenario really helps me on like my off days where I'm like all right I have a shoot today but I'm just like mentally checked the fuck out and it mm-hmm. happens to everybody I think um yeah but, like, a good scenario will make it so you never know that I'm just not in the mood to fuck that day. A good scenario will mask it. It will create this even deeper imagination for the viewer where they can see themselves in the role. And ultimately, I i mean, I, I'm not a, a cis man, so I don't know. But I feel like a lot of cis men really want to see themselves in that role. They picture, you know, their best friend's mom, their sister's best friend, all of these roles where, you know, I I used to imagine hooking up with one of my brother's friends. And I've seen porn that I really enjoyed where it enabled me to be the female in that situation because I was like, oh, yeah, I used to actually imagine like fucking one of my brother's friends. And the reality of fucking one of my brother's friends was not fun, but the porn version sure as heck was. And at the end of the day, we're just providing an escape for people. We're no different than a Hollywood movie. It's just that people get off to us. And I mean, in all honesty, people get off to Hollywood movies too, just kind of in a different way. And that's okay. Because I think what it is is that when OnlyFans can't hide, 
reality, react, they want to re- the term reality porn. Yeah. And I think they got it twisted and screwed. It's not reality porn, meaning that it ain't real people fucking. No, it's the thought of real people fucking that yeah. makes money. Yeah. You know, period. And it's like when I think about it, because what it means, like I told somebody back, in the, well, I told somebody a couple of years ago, I do what is called reality porn. He was like, well, what's that? And I, he, he was like, I said, well, basically, I do scenes that are relatable to the regular person that's not too far-fetched. Yes. You know, period. And that what they want. The guy, yeah, there's an Uber driver. There are Uber drivers out there that wish they could actually get some. You feel me? But trust me, we don't... It's very rare that a porn star actually fucks the Uber driver. Let's just be (laughs) real. That doesn't... It's a, you, you, because some men, you might throw that on him. He ain't gonna know how to handle it. He gonna be like, "Can we just? Can I just drive you? That's it. Can I just drive you? I mean, I'm, <laughs> they're, they're nice cheats, thank you, but I'm good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Not every man gonna jump in it. Not every man with when he brings the pizza. You better think he gonna want to come inside. I know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's simulated. You know, but exactly, and, and it it gives consumers the a way to envision themselves in a role even if there's no pov aspect to a scene just being able to stimulate your mind with i am imagining that this is me fucking my my sister's best friend or whatever like it still brings people into the story in a relatable way and i think reality porn is really cool in that way because yeah, okay, some reality porn is, to me, a little outlandish. But at the same time, like, cool. I get to imagine myself fucking my brother's friend. And in this scenario, my brother's friend is a lot hotter than my brother's friends ever were in real life. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. Trust me, when you have those scenarios, it ain't going to exactly be the person. It's just a scenario where you're going to fit who you would want in it. You know, period. Exactly. So, but see, that's a bit. That's why I said our game is built off of fantasy. It, and it really is. That's that what made the money. It's just social media, the news, because yes, they made OnlyFans. I just heard that uh, Sean Paul and got named Ty Dolla Sign and did an OnlyFans song. I'm like, see, they keep pushing this shit. And I'm sorry. I don't care what nobody's saying. And, and y'all ain't got to like it or want to hear it. It's, we're going through the devaluation of one business and the porn star. Because the glorification of average people doing what we do. Because that's what they wanted to be. They want everyone to participate, not anybody to watch. Yeah. Which in turn fucks up the game in many ways. I mean, don't get it twisted. This era... Is great for the content creator more so because this is what they were talking about eight when I was sending girls out to California. This is what they were telling girls back then. You know, no, get your own site. They didn't want to do that. They wanted to get paid scenes. Now, she, you are a princess about a girl that want to pay a scene nowadays. They would no, I have an OnlyFans. I need content. <laughs> <laughs> I need content. <laughs> But like I said, but it just to me that but see that's what I mean by part of the valuation is that you're taking away what's great. Just like I always talk about heels. They girls don't wear heels no more. I'm like, y'all don't realize on a foot fetish, that's actually part of the foot fetish. Dudes get off on seeing girls in open toe heels. Especially the right ones. Oh my goodness. And you got some pretty feet in the veins. Ooh, and you got nice legs, and people don't realize it make them calves look so muscular. Yeah. So just and tight. I'm just just a little tippy thigh high stockings. I don't, I don't need to say no more. I, I, let me start before I get turned off. <laughs> a good pair of heels can make or break a scene because heels, like you said, they make legs look really nice. And honestly, heels are an instant butt lift too because yes. it forces those muscles to be turned on. And when Like, even when I am taking pictures of myself, if I'm barefoot, I am standing on my tippy toes to get that perfect ass shot because Mm -hmm. I know that high heels do that more than 
me just like standing flat footed. And I always forget to wear heels in scenes. And I kick myself because I'm like, I have foot fetish fans. I know this. And I'm letting those those folks down. And I don't want to let them down. And so you're reminding me that n- my next shoots, your girl's <laughs> going to be wearing heels. Just to wait and see. <laughs> I, can't wait, I can't wait to see the pictures. Because I'm sorry. I, because to me, it's two positions. that it, it like this. Any position... With a girl wearing heels, especially like I when she's riding. I don't think a lot of girls think about this. Put your legs up on his thighs to where the heels is up on his thighs and you're still riding him. And what it does is makes the back arch more when you're riding the dick. And it makes the visual look even sexy because you got the the to, the toe the heels pointing in. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I get this out of the bed. She's riding the dick. This is cowgirl. She takes her legs to where she's hooks inside inside his thigh, her feet inside his thigh. What it does, uh-huh. it makes the heels point like inward to where they almost touch it. And but her legs are still spread spread wide to where she's still riding the dick. That visual is fucking hot. I saw that in a porn and I have duplicated it so many fucking times and I always anytime when I have that ride sequence like that I always make sure to because that bitch was hot the heels pointing you see the dick going in piece oh man it's shit. so or it's in the end grab the heels <laughs> hello Hello. Yeah, I would be mad if I wasn't able to finish. Would be mad, but yeah, <laughs> try to take out here with 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 uh, um with the rising. Tell me if that visual don't look fucking. I'm telling. You. I think even from the side, I mean, the shot for science, but I all I already believe you because. I love seeing women in heels. Women in heels is just like a whole nother thing. <laughs> it just looks sexy. It looks put together. And seeing someone riding with their heels under thighs and like the heels are touching, that just sounds really visually stimulating to me. Yeah. It just crazy. Damn. First time I did it, he went to the Dwayne side. I took a picture of this bitch, yeah. <laughs> well, so, Miss, anybody where they can spend on? Yes. So, the easiest place to find me is my website, sydneyscreams.com. That's Sydney with a Y, S Y D N E Y, screams.com. Um, a lot of people spell my name wrong. Don't do that. Um, <laughs> I'm on Twitter at Sydney underscore screams. I'm on Instagram at Sydney screams. Um, you can also check out my mini vid, which is Sydney screams dot com. That's where you can find all of my hardcore content. Currently, everything is on sale. Hopefully, by the time that this airs, it will still be on sale. So you all can buy some of my porn on the cheap. I don't do sales often, but we'll see. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, just Google Sydney Screams, and you're pretty likely to find me. <laughs> you also will find her smokers lines because she will be coming. Um, we come back. We gonna have to the premium smoke room. So enjoy it. <laughs> Sounds good to me. And the premium. It's a little bit way more incense and way more can and uh, um, way, you know, period where we go dirty. So, <laughs> and that's four ninety months, and you get great extra four ass podcasts plus you can hear this sexy lady talk a little dirty only for you people. Oh, snap. You do is subscribe. <laughs> All I got to do is subscribe. So, live.
Yep. Sorry, you broke up for a minute there. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, you can't back. Yeah, let's do it again sometime soon. No doubt. All right, bye. Have a good night. Bye. Hey, how you doing? Let me tell you about a great deal. Why don't you come on over to the premium smoke room? There ain't no smoke like premium smoke. I'm talking about four premium podcasts. I'm talking about Miss Big Queen and the Porn Rap Star. I'm talking about Pilgrim on Wrestling. I'm talking about Causing Havoc with Princess Havoc, as well as the Read Daily Report. Oh, I'm sorry. Five. STO Dark. Plus also extra premium episodes for some of the hottest ladies and gents in the business of porn. And all this for $4.99 a month. I'm talking about five to six extra episodes a week on top of the free shit that you get. So do the math. Great deal. Only on Spotify, only on Anchor. Come check me out. Come catch this premium smoke. Black Wall Street is now online, baby. That's right. Visit the GW District. Shop the very best in men's and women's apparel and accessories, home decor, office supplies, books, pantry items, and so much more. The GW District is a retail marketplace of black-owned products and media. We're both veteran and black-owned, and we're bringing you the best online shopping experience with products made by small businesses. Come and experience the GW District difference today at Shop gwdistrict.com that's shop gwdistrict.com the gw district a retail marketplace of black owned products and media that's right that's right